I used to be proud of being an overachiever. I felt seen and recognized for my effort. And that really suited my energy as the projector archetype that I embody. What I didn't realize was that I, in the same time, was pushing the limit of what I was sustainable of being and doing and not knowing when enough was enough. And I pushed myself deeply out of alignment with who I truly was. Later, I saw that being an overachiever versus a high performer that I really wanted to be was two very different energies. Let's dive into the episode and explore how Mariana and I have experienced being in this energy of overachieving. Everything we do, we do to feel better. Isn't it so, Mariana? Wow, you got me now with this sentence. This is a deep statement. Everything we do, we do to feel better. And what just comes to my mind is like so many thoughts like meditating. We want to feel calm. Working hard, shopping, feeling good, partying, (laughs) whatever we do, we are looking for something. Yeah. And especially if you do it unconsciously. You are right. Wow. Never, I never looked at it this way. Whatever we do, we want to feel better. Yeah. Today's topic is about overworking or overachieving. And I think that being an overachiever is the same as burnout. And why do I say that? When we are an overachiever, we want to feel good when we are doing the things we think we need and should do. What we're not thinking about is the long term in this. When we keep doing and doing and doing, it's because we never feel inside of us that it is good enough. So we keep doing, we keep achieving more and more because we want this feeling, this feeling of feeling better, the feeling of being seen and heard. And if we don't receive that acceptance that we are searching for, we keep doing even more. And that is the receipt of burnout. It might be that depending on your resiliency, that you can be an overachiever for a really long time. If you are an overachiever, you will eventually move into burnout because it's not sustainable. You can't be in that position all the time. And why is that? We are working from a state that isn't healthy for us. We are working from a place of overworking, pleasing others, following rules that are not in alignment with our values, or to be that perfectionist in everything we do. So we are never pleased with what we are doing. So we compensate by trying even more. Touches my heart to listen to what you have said right now. It resonates with me and it resonates with where I have been personally. And what I've felt is the search for feeling valuable, good, 
And what I also saw when you talked is this, that when we are doing how you described it, we are always searching on the outside and we are performing on the outside like for others, giving, working, overworking, over hours, yeah. managing it all, never complaining. You know, that's what I have learned. People that I know, there's a lot of strength in these people, like a lot of energy. Mm. And these people are like myself, have not learned to say it's enough. Mm. It's like something negative. And then if we don't see ourselves, we, I agree with you. We, we continue, we continue, and then we are using our battery, our energy. So why are we doing that? Or where have you learned that? Or how can we change that? Oh, those are important questions to, to ask ourselves, to be aware of where we are standing so that that we don't move into that state of burnout, but can be in a state of being and don't have the need to prove ourselves because we don't have to. We already are worthy. I think that if we can look for more optimal solutions instead of searching for winning solutions all the time, we can feel so much better because that is what is sustainable, then we also move into how we are setting goals, how we are setting intentional goals and, and all the, the process within that goal setting and the process of becoming and taking aligned actions. Oh my, oh my. That is really something I'm passionate about to teach other so that while they are building their businesses, they are working from this place. Another crucial point for an overachiever is to learn to celebrate each win before they move on to the next level. An overachiever will always look ahead of time, always be in the future. The moment something is done, they are already way ahead of time and long into the next step. But I think we need more stillness. We need to move more into our bodies. And that is just as important as being in activity. And also the moment we can put aside all the shoulds, which is the drive for an overachiever, the intention behind a high performer is way more powerful and they are living from their fullest potential instead of the overachiever that is always trying to improve himself and never see themselves and how important and beautiful and valuable they really are. They are not, see not seeing their uniqueness. Instead, I try to prove for everyone else who they are not. This is so deep. And we have to move this deep to be aware of the power we actually have inside us, that we're not throwing it away for someone else's gain. Yeah, that's the invitation. Yeah. I have this quote, 
from Thich Nhat Hanh. And he says that we have a tendency to think in terms of doing and not in terms of being. We think that when we are not doing anything, we are wasting our time. But that is not true. Our time is first of all for us to be. To be what? To be alive, to be peaceful, to be joyful, to be loving. And that is what the world needs the most. So we need to slow down. Rich Litwin from The Prosperous Coach, he always says that we need to slow down in order to speed up. And that is a concept that I really enjoy talking about because we are trying to do so much in the shortest amount of time in, in today's society. And we want to be effective, productive, successful, and yes, high achievers. And we want it like yesterday. Slowing down is the most important thing that we can do as business owners, business CEOs, and to intentionally slowing down to create gaps, to create spaces, stillness, to think and contemplate and to come back even stronger and more vital than ever. So we have more to give. So we have more to be. And I think that the more we can practice regularly setting aside time to, to do nothing, the more efficient we become. And that is quite a paradox. And I've heard way too many inspirational speakers preach about the importance of hustling. But I don't agree. I think that as a new generational leader we need to stop that hustling mentality it's not sustainable we can't live from that state of being if we can start deep contemplating and to start asking deep questions deep profound and impactful questions to ourselves i think everything changes and by going deep, <laughs> we are searching for the ultimate meaning for what we're doing. And we can easily accept where we are and, yeah, and acknowledging and, and setting the new direction for where we want to go. I think we need to find that clarity within our mind. Yeah, and body and soul as well. In our heart, I think we have to deepen that trust within that we actually are supported, that the universe has our backs. So what can we do to improve our skills as high performers? What can we do today? Do you have any suggestions? My first thought is to let that all sink in that you just said. I would just re-listen to it <laughs> as a first step. Mm. I loved listening to it. So that's touched me, resonated. That would be my first suggestion right now, very spontaneously, intuitively. And the second is... Well, we can openly share where we came from and what we have learned so far, where we are still, you know, getting trapped sometimes into oh, this yeah. overachieving mode, but that we are, I think you are, and I'm also much faster aware of it. So it doesn't take a year <laughs> or years. It takes two days, maybe, or three. Yeah. And then it's like, uh oh, this is too fast. This is too much. I've put too much, you know, on my shoulders. I should slow down. And um, 
you know, how did we get here where we are today and where, where do we come from? So what just comes to my mind is the conditioning is one, I think, big part, like how did we grow up? What did we learn and what did we feel was right? What beliefs? And I was raised in a restaurant family business. I was three when my parents started. And till I was 28 or I don't know when they sold it. So basically all my life, like childhood, teenage life, young adult. And what I learned on overworking or working hard was restaurant business is a hardworking business. It is. You know, <laughs> you are there basically all your life. You spend, yeah. that was our family life. And I mean, there are good parts in that too. And I don't want to put it like this is positive or negative. It's about the conditioning. And what I have seen as a, as a child and as a young adult, my parents were always tired. I mean, they worked till midnight. They had to get up early and, you know, organize everything. So I think one of my strongest beliefs was for a long time that I really have to work hard. This is, you know, it, you don't get anything gifted. <laughs> Nothing is for free. <laughs> so this was definitely a strong conditioning in my life. So beside all the good parts, like dealing with all kinds of people and, you know, being ready to work and not, you know, there's so many good things in there too, but the conditioning was really strong for me in there. And so when I had my first jobs, in, in corporate, I always felt for my salary, it's something I really have to give back to, to earn a salary is something like, oh my goodness, no, you're getting this money. So you really have to prove that you're worth it. No. And proving is like always, I was always overworking. I enjoyed taking responsibility. And, you know, that's mostly the people who like to take responsibility as well. And, and when we are actually overworking, we get that feedback. Oh, wow, you are so good at this and that. And, and, and yeah, and that gives us the urge to do more. Yes. And more. Yes. And if you can manage a lot, then you, you are, of course, I mean, <laughs> of course, your boss will give you more. And especially if you say yes all the time. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't learned to say no. And I have never learned to say it's enough because I would silently then just be kind of exhausted. And of course, when you're younger, it doesn't mean that, you know, but it's still a different energy level. You can put on a lot and you're learning. It's, it's this phase of learning and excitement. If you haven't learned and I haven't learned to say no, you are, as you described it before, you're getting more and you're wanting more and you want to prove that you can do it and you work on weekends and you work at night and you answer every email and I have this, I have to be fast pattern in, in me. So, and then it adds up and you can feel it. And your body, our body is for me, my body is the best resource to give me feedback and to tell me, you know, getting sick, having a bronchitis, having every year a bronchitis. I remember that, that is 15 years ago, but it was always adding up and getting a little bit worse. Mm. And the recovery period was, got longer, not only a week or a few days, two weeks. 
and then three weeks. And I remember the time coaching was not very uh, common. So I didn't even know what coaching was, but I had a colleague, she went through coaching classes. And I know that I once called her up and I said, I was crying and I said, I need help. I need to change something. I just don't know how. And you are doing this coaching thing. I didn't know, you know, said, can you help me? And at least I realized I needed somebody to support me. So I, I kind of get out of that. Yeah. And that is really important to, to get aware of that when you have that pattern of overworking or overachieving, that you are seeking help. Definitely. It's hard to change it yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I tried to, but actually when you move into different jobs, you think it's a, it's a wrong job and you <laughs> want to find a new job or a new assignment in the company. And then you feel that's it now. <laughs> and then I, I, I left corporate and then I thought, well, then I, I just need to work differently, but I was a bit betraying myself. I actually tried to find a balance but I was never balanced. I was always in these ups and downs in these peaks. So I would give a lot for a month, let's say it this way. And then I would have like, as a freelance consultant later, that was my second part of my career. I would then not accept all offers. And then I said, I need free time. I knew I need to recover. So that was this state of Pushing it hard and then recovering. Pushing and then recover, And that's not healthy either. No, it's not. No, we want to have it balanced. You know, those, those little waves. Yeah, I know for myself, for years, I went into burnout every year before Christmas. Because in the autumn, I pushed through, pushed, pushed. I had so much energy that I could do everything. And saying no was not an option in all this. Putting out boundaries. I couldn't hold healthy boundaries inside this. So I went into burnout each year. And only five years ago now, I went into a really deep burnout. And I still struggle with trauma from that episode. And it's been a huge learning experience for me that every time I feel the urge to do more and do even more than I think is necessary, I know in that second that. This is so powerful. I could continue. I mean, I love to listen to that. This is so deep, true, personal. I love that. I think this is so helpful. Yeah. Because there are so many, so many, and especially women, we have learned not to be silent, not to admit that it's too, you know, especially those overachievers, don't admit that it's too much. We, we shine in the outer world like everything is okay. Yeah. I, I did that. I never admitted. And no, nobody could know, actually, because I never sent out signals that it's too much, even with my former boss. If he had known he would have been the first person to, to just, you know, say, what, what can we do? But um, yeah. Hmm. So if you don't send out these signals, no signs, nobody can know that it's too much. Yeah. If you're smiling and, you know, managing it all. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs>
Ellen, I would be really interested in hearing your story because I sense it is a deep one. It's been a tough one. It took you a long time to get out of it. And since you consciously worked, worked on it, I feel you moved into a complete different person. Yeah, it's you true. Are, you are someone else today. I don't know you, who you, you've been before, but from what I know through our talks and from what I heard today, I want to hear your story. Please share it with me. Yes, it's been... It's been a really long healing journey to accept and to love myself. Because I've always been that overachiever, never trusting or valuing what I did was enough. So I kept doing and pushing and worked so hard that it went, it took me into burnout every single year. And it eventually, it, it was such a big burnout that I was out of work for many years, hiding behind studying so afraid to put myself out there again. So this has been really awesome journey where I have learned so much about myself and I really appreciate you Mariana for being here listening to all my stories and all my healing and help me through that. I wouldn't be here today without you. So thank you. And this is what I want for so many other people. We don't have to move through all our wounds all alone. We are here for each other and we will lift each other and draw out all the good qualities that we have hidden just because we didn't value ourselves and didn't know who we truly were. Because we are such a powerful human beings. And every single one of us have a big heart, full of love, full of compassion, full of joy and excitement. But we keep hiding it because we are afraid of what other people will think of us if we shine our lights. And I don't want that to, I don't want a society where we are not good enough for each other. I want us to see the uniqueness in each other and to lift each other up But complaining for everything and comparing ourselves, feeling jealous, 
it won't make us better human beings. So we need to be more of who we truly are. I want to point out that burnout is not only about overworking. It's about not living in alignment with who you truly are, with your energy, your authority, your strategy, your values, your gifts and your genius. So we have to reconnect to who we really are. And the reason why that is so important is that when you start to cultivate life experiences, belief systems, old traumas and anything that takes you away from loving yourself and accepting yourself. Because when we lose connection with what we are here to contribute to the world, we also lose connection to our authentic self. And that causes us to leak energy. And when we are not having the right kind of energy, we will eventually move into burnout. If you want to learn more about how to be a high performer and plan accordingly and intentionally for your extraordinary goal to become the extraordinary you, head into the show notes and download the magazine You're in Charge of Your Extraordinary Goal, where we dive really deep into what is necessary to plan for your extraordinary goals. 30 days at a time. Thank you for listening in. I'll see you in the next episode.